0: Long ago and far away, in a village high on a mountaintop, something amazing was occurring. At the very same moment, two identical baby girls were born. One, a baby princess. The second baby girl was named Erica. Her parents loved her every bit as much as the king and queen loved the princess. Many years passed the princess learned her royal duties, while Erica worked long and hard as a seamstress for the spiteful Madame Carpe. With lives so different, it wasn't surprising that the princess and the pauper never met. But fate decreed they would.
1: Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses to be. Uh, We are back. We had to take a bit of a hiatus there so I could deal with some life stuff. And to give myself a bit of self-care, I wanted our first episode back to be one of my nostalgic favorites, Barbie as Princess and the Pauper. Ah, uh, we we
2: have finally taken our first steps into the Barbie realm. Yes, the
1: Barbie-verse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, it's funny because I, so, prior to creating the standalone account for the Bad Princess movie stuff, I had a, just a personal Twitter account that I would use to sometimes just toss out random clips and live tweets about these princess movies. And Anytime I would ask for recommendations for bad princess movies to watch, a lot of people would often suggest entrants from the Barbie series of movies. Um, but the thing is, no, so not having watched all of them, but a majority of them at least, I can say that the Barbie movies are all pretty decent.
2: Yeah, when when I mentioned, like, I was wondering when we get to the Barbie stuff, your first your first note was like well we, we'll, do, we'll do a couple but like they're largely not bad like they're at least decent to good I'm like oh mm-hmm. that's pleasant to know
1: yeah like they, they definitely aren't going to be winning any Oscars but ah. they will at least again at least in the ones that I've seen they never get to the same level as some of the other films that we've profiled you know, I I think it's a combination of obviously Mattel, who owns Barbie, they've got money behind them that yeah. they're going to pay studios top dollar to get the best animation uh, and services they can get. And I think the other thing is, too, is that Mattel is pretty keen on maintaining good PR for Barbie. Uh, there have been so many discussions and articles yeah. about whether Barbie is a good role model to children. Of course, you know, the one of the main ones being if she promotes unrealistic beauty standards for kids.
2: I Yeah, I remember that a lot when I was younger, like when I was around the age of, or maybe just after, of playing with Barbies. Mm -hmm. Of them being like, oh, well, like, look at this image of what a a woman would look like with actual Barbie proportions. And they'd show this, like, ugly, like, (laughs) grotesque early Photoshop (laughs) version of of a human woman. It's like, all right, but, like, it's cartoons, the doll.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it does make for good discussion about is, you know, is Barbie a, a good role model or not for kids? Uh that's probably something that's a little beyond my understanding, at least I think. Uh but I think at the end of the day, yeah, Mattel Mattel knows that while the Barbie movies are absolutely meant to promote a toy line and get parents to buy stuff for their kids. I think they're also smart enough to know as a company that if they don't put an earnest effort into making a decent film, and more importantly, making Barbie a well-rounded character in those films, that they will absolutely get raked over the coals for it. Yeah,
2: like, they, they have seen what, what angry moms will say, and mm-hmm. they are trying to avoid it.
1: Yeah, the best that they can. So yeah. it's you know again, like these these films are definitely. I mean, they're, for they're kids. They're yeah, you know, they're they're
2: not deep, but they're like this was a really just a cute little enjoyable film.
1: I I love this one.
2: I I'm looking one. forward to in the future when we when we need maybe a break, coming back and mm-hmm. doing another decent little film from Barbie.
1: Yeah, you know, I, so I, I'm definitely not a diehard Barbie movie fan, but what I have seen within the fandom is that the first four films in particular, so that being, uh, The Nutcracker, Swan Lake, Rapunzel, and Princess and the Pauper, those are the films that are most cherished by fans, Hmm. um, so, you know, Princess and the Pauper is my pick. I think I, I tend to see a lot of love for the Nutcracker, possibly because it was the first Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, I think this film for me really nails down a good formula for the Barbie movies. And at this point, uh, being the fourth one, you know they they've had some time to figure out the animation and how they're going to tell the stories, and they also i think they're they're not super big about showing off in this one, and by that I mean in some of the earlier films, particularly in Nutcracker and Swan Lake, because they were based off the ballets, mm. there are moments where characters just stop and dance
2: ah. Uh. <laughs> And yeah. I mean, I, it, which which is fair. It's a ballet, but also,
1: yeah, I I think it's it's something that you know, and I'm probably back in the day too. You know, I it probably would have been way more impressive. We're all so jaded by what we can do now with CGI technology. Oh that, yeah, you know, even though those early films like they have like decent mocap done to get these these dances into the films, but it's still, it's just like, oh, you know, it's just a dance break. I'm not really interested in this. But uh, now, Princess and the Pauper, with it being the first Barbie musical, that I am 100% here for. I love me some musicals. It sure is a musical. hmm I love when music is integrated into the story, when it's not about, let's take a break to dance. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is
2: this is definitely a musical in like what I feel like is really a, a true sense of a musical is that like plot points are moved forward via song.
1: Mm-hmm. which is which is nice. I liked it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's what yeah. I like to see. So again, yeah. I feel like this film comes in and really nails down just the this is the gold standard of Barbie movies to me and I will fight anybody <laughs> that <laughs> says
2: otherwise. I'll have to see the other ones to uh mm-hmm. to make sure are to, to see if my opinions are the same, but I don't know. I really like this
1: one. Yeah. This is really cute. Just for a a bit of history here. Um so as I mentioned Barbie as Princess and the pauper this was the first musical in the Barbie film series. This one was released in 2004. Uh, It features the voices of Kathleen Barr, Gary Chalk, Brian Drummond, Martin Short, and Kelly Sheridan. Uh, Kelly Sheridan, who is the voice of both Princess Annalise and the pauper Erica. Uh, And Kelly Sheridan performed the voice of Barbie in the majority of the Barbie film series. Uh, She was replaced for a little while, and then she came back, but now I think she's been replaced again. Uh, But she, she's... Performed the role of Barbie in around 30 or so films wow. since the series began in 2001. Yeah, eh? That
2: is an that is an impressive number of films.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, and good for and, her. And she definitely is uh, the voice of Barbie to me. Um, she sounds about right, you know? Yeah. There's And it, it's definitely driven by the nostalgia of having watched these films, uh... You know, I saw these ones when I was—I had grown out of Barbies, but YTV would always premiere them. Ah, uh, yes. And I just—I—I, I, yeah, I just remember I'd always—I I was always super interested in watching them because of the uh, the reboot connection.
2: Yeah. So th- this is done. This one was done by by Mainframe Entertainment.
1: Hmm. Our beloved Mainframe oh. Entertainment. It's, it's so,
2: it's been interesting to me to watch other things that Mainframe has done since Reboot, because there's some, and I couldn't tell you what exactly it is. It's something maybe in their face shapes or how they do some part of the production, but you can feel it, even if there's, like, you can feel the the reboot in it. And I don't mean that as a bad thing, because I... We adore love reboot. reboot. We love Reboot. But it's it's there's something in there that I'm like, ah, oh, that is a mainframe show.
1: Yeah. Feel and it. it's, it's legitimately it's I I don't know what it is in my brain. It's just I think I have just having grown up watching Reboot and just having so so much nostalgia for it, mm-hmm. it's just I see mainframe entertainment and i legit like that was the first smile that i got in this movie is when that title card rolled up and you can see mainframe entertainment it's like oh (sighs) there it
2: is and it's also it's interesting for me because i like mainframe is a local studio to me it's it is also based in uh vancouver so Mm -hmm. i know people who both have worked and do currently work at mainframe and in fact when the credits rolled on this film I saw (laughs) names of people who have been my animation supervisors since I started working in the industry I was like hang on a second I know them Uh, that was my director
1: that's awesome
2: (laughs) because I I was like the the credits were about to roll and I was like I wonder if I'll know like any of these names and that I knew like S- several i was a like joy. hang on yeah. amazing oh, oh it's so it's so it's very cool
1: <laughs> i'd be so tempted just to ask them questions but i don't the thing is is that i don't even know what questions i would ask them i yeah. think i would just be like tell me about tell me about working at babe frame yeah is it a magical place <laughs> i hope so
2: next time i run into to one of them i'll be just be like hey so I watched this movie for, for a podcast I do, and I saw your name. <laughs> uh, how was it? How was how was working on this one?
1: Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, is that so... was so...
2: It was pretty cool. That was
1: awesome. And I pretty l- funny. I love that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> i sent it to a couple other, other people that have also worked under these people. I'm like, guess who I found in these credits? <laughs> it's great. Oh, I
1: love that. It's great. Maybe... Next time, next time I'm in in Vancouver, we sh- maybe we should like make a pilgrimage to Mainframe, and we'll just like stand <laughs> out on the street and just like I don't know, like I don't know what I we would do, just like stare. I guess I don't know. It I
2: feel like it'd be awkward for me because probably someone I know would walk oh, sh- out. Sh-
1: oh, sh- yeah, actually, <laughs> they'd recognize you. It'd I have a f- I have a
2: friend going to work there in a couple months. So.
1: Just, I can just visit her. I'll be like, hey, I'm coming to your studio. It'd be really awkward if you ever applied to work there one day and somebody was like, I think I, haven't we met before? And you're like, no. No. No, not at all. No. Weren't you, weren't you one of the girls that we had to get security to escort off the premises because you wouldn't leave the front door? <laughs> no. 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 What? No. That, was some, that was someone else who also has a bad princess movie podcast. I don't know what to you about. <laughs>
2: uh so yeah that was t- that was a bit of a tangent but uh, it was yeah. just neat to me personally because i was like i know i know mainframe i know people who work at mainframe i know people who worked on this film <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool
1: yeah oh yeah i agree but uh with that brie do you think is it time to get into the uh, ludicrous speed plot summary for the princess and the pauper
2: please take us away christy
1: Alright, and here we go. Long ago and far away, in a village high in a mountain top, something amazing was occurring. At the very same moment, two identical baby girls were born. One was Princess Annalise, and the other was the peasant girl, Erika. Years pass, and both girls are now grown up. Erika works as a seamstress in a dress shop, working to pay off the debt her deceased parents owe to the owner, the nasty Madame Carp. Meanwhile, the widowed queen discovers that the royal gold mines have run dry. To save the kingdom from bankruptcy, the queen arranges Annalise's hand in marriage to the rich King Dominic. As it turns out, the queen's advisor, Lord Preminger, is behind the missing gold, having stolen it as part of his plan to marry Annelise himself. When he learns of the Queen's plan to marry Annalise to King Dominic, Perminger concocts a new scheme.
0: Yes, suppose the girl goes missing, so the King says au revoir, then I find her, bring her back, and make the news. Then the queen will be so grateful that you'll pledge the girl to moi. And I'll humbly tell her, how could I refuse? Yeah. When our ceremony's over, I will rise and take the throne. And that nitwit Annalise can kiss my shoes. For the kingdom and the castle will be mine and mine alone. If the crown should then how could I refuse? How can
1: Wanting to delay discussion of wedding plans, Annalise disguises herself and visits the town with Julian, her friend, tutor, and not-so-secret crush. There, Annalise runs into Erica, and the two girls discover that they are identical in every way, save for their hair colour and a small crown-shaped birthmark on Annalise's shoulders. The two girls bond, commiserating over their hardships, eventually realising that their similarities are more than skin deep.
0: I'm just like you. I think that's true. You're just like me. Yes, I can see. We take responsibility. We carry through. We carry through. Do, do what we, we need, need to do. Yes, I am a girl like you. I'm just like you. I'm just like you. You're just like me. You're just like me. It's something anyone can see. A heart that beats. A, heart that a, a voice that speaks the truth.
1: Julian and Annalise return to the palace, promising to visit Erica in the future. Unfortunately, that evening, Preminger's men kidnap Annalise, leaving behind a forged note from Annalise that says she's running away. Julian, immediately suspicious of Preminger, goes to Erica and explains to her the situation. Erica agrees to pretend to be Annalise so that King Dominic doesn't cancel the wedding, allowing Julian the opportunity to search for the real Annalise. Disguised with a blonde wig, Erica meets with King Dominic and the two begin to hit it off. Preminger, confused at Annalise's sudden reappearance and, more importantly, her not mentioning the kidnapping, goes to his forest hideout only to find that the real Annalise has escaped. Julian, who had followed Preminger, is caught and imprisoned. Meanwhile, Annalise finds her way into the village, where she's mistaken for Erica by Madame Carp, who drags her off to her shop and locks her inside. Annalise tasks her cat, Seraphina, with bringing a message of her whereabouts to the castle. Unfortunately, the message is intercepted by Preminger, who finds Annalise at Madame Carp's. Annalise, unaware of Preminger's role in her kidnapping, goes with him, only to end up locked in the empty gold mines with Julian.
0: How sad they'll be when they discover you've died in a tragic accident. <laughs>
1: Preminger causes a cave-in, trapping Julian and Annalise inside. Armed with this knowledge, Preminger outs Erica as an impostor and claims that Erica and the missing Julian conspire to replace Annalise, who was killed in a cave-in. Erica is taken to the dungeon, leaving behind a very confused King Dominic. Meanwhile, Preminger enacts the next phase of his modified plan, proposing marriage to the Queen. Preminger explains that he has come into a lot of money recently, and is happy to use it to serve the kingdom in exchange for marriage to the queen. The queen, with no other options to save her kingdom, reluctantly agrees to the wedding, which is set to happen the next day. That night in the mines, Annalise confesses her love to Julian, which he returns. Thankfully for them, Erica's cat Wolfie arrives, and working with Julian and Annalise, is able to free them from the cave-in. The next day at the castle, Erica manages to escape her cell. She is almost recaptured, but is saved by the reappearance of King Dominic. He says, I don't believe you're the person Premager says you are. They rush off to try and stop the wedding. Just before the Queen can say, I do, Annalise appears, proving her identity with her birthmark. Erica and Dominic appear soon after, and, along with Julian, they call out Premager as the true villain, and he is arrested. Annalise explains to her mother that she is in love with Julian, and asks for her blessing to marry him instead, having come up with a solution to their money woes. While she was in the mine, she discovered it was filled with geodes, which she can sell to bring back wealth to the kingdom. Meanwhile, Erika bids Dominic goodbye. Her debt with Madame Carp having been paid by Annalise, Erika wishes to see the world before she considers marrying Dominic. Before she goes, he gives her a ring. No promises?
0: I'll take my chances.
1: After some months of traveling, Erica reunites with Dominic. They film ends with the double wedding of Princess Annalise and Julian and King Dominic and Erica.
0: And of course, Wolfie and Serafina lived happily ever after, along with their many, many, many kittens.
2: things I wrote I have it down three times is I will not rant about the monarchy I will not rant about the monarchy (laughs) I will not rant about the monarchy because one of the first things that happens is when they meet and Erica's like yeah I'm basically an indentured servant Uh, I work for this woman because my parents had to borrow money from her so that I didn't starve to death Uh, so now I'm forced to pay back my debt for years and years and years and I can't go anywhere or do anything
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Annalise is like, "Oh wow, so you want to do things you can't do, just like me?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Your your, your sit your situations
1: are a little different, yeah, it's, princess." It's definitely one of those things that I think, for me at least, and maybe it's nostalgia. I am kind of able to suspend my disbelief yeah. a little bit and just be like. Oh, but the princess has having a hard life, too. Yeah. And, you know, it's... I I think that's kind of... They, they have... The first song that they sing together, um, A Girl Like You, it's all about them realizing that, you know what, we come from very different families and have very different life circumstances, but... Behind it all, we are two girls who we just want to be able to live our lives, and we are bound by duty. uh, Specifically, like, duty put on us by our parents. And, I don't know, I just, I I really like the message of that. Yeah, no,
2: like, it's a lot more forgivable for me in this film than it was in, say, Swan Princess. Yes, I was um, just gonna say. Like, here, it's like, yes, okay, they're both, like, they're both at least young women, and the message is, like, no matter what background you come from, everyone's just, like, deep down, everyone's still a person, and everyone has their hardships. It still <laughs> was, like, <laughs> Erica leading off being, like, if I want to have food for... for breakfast i have to go and walk a mile to the to the barn and get eggs and then bring them back in the rain and make them myself and then annalise is like if i want eggs i just ring the bell and the maid brings it to me and then while i eat she rubs my feet and yes <laughs> and i'm like it's- <laughs> then it's like they lead off the rest of the song with wow we're the same i'm like ah. Yeah. Uh- okay okay <laughs> yeah but deep down once i get more into it i'm like all right all right and yeah. it does again better than swan princess at the end of the film she is like annalise paid off my debt because like yeah one of the things i have written was just like annalise you're a princess you could just take care of this girl's debt for her it would be a drop in the bucket for you
1: yeah but well it and even even before that, when Annalise ends up uh, basically held prisoner by Madame Karp, mm-hmm. um, so there there is another seamstress there who I, I can only imagine is probably under the same circumstances as yeah. Erica. Yeah. And while Madame Karp doesn't believe Annalise's story about that I'm actually the princess, the other seamstress does, and and yet despite that Annalise is seen helping the other seamstress yeah. you know because Madame Carp's like you got, you got dresses to make get to it you're not getting out of here until you make me those dresses and the other seamstress is like flat out telling you know you don't have to do this princess like I appreciate it but you know don't, don't worry about trying to sew and Annalise is trying her best like she yeah. wants to help yeah so it's like yeah that
2: she's, she's a princess she doesn't quite get it but she's you know she's she's got that she's got a heart she's she's doing the best she can
1: and it feels more genuine than anything that derek and odette (laughs) have tried to do in the Swan (laughs) princess movies
2: yeah (laughs) you know
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure i i like the touch to you at the end where it's not just that uh, uh annalise pays off uh erica's debts it's also that having seen how Madame carp treats her employees annalise is like we're never the castle is never buying a gown from you again yeah and as a result Madame carp's business goes completely bankrupt
2: yeah she goes completely under and i think you see like the other seamstress at the end of the film too and she's got like nice clothes on so i i like my head canon is like she's now <laughs> Like the, yeah, the royal yeah. dressmaker, so she's getting she's That's getting paid for it. Through. I'm like, good.
1: You know what? Yeah, good. Hell yeah. yeah. In like Eric or er, sorry, Annalise. We not only see her helping, you know, directly the you know both Erica and the other seamstress, but she takes it upon herself. Like she solves the problems of the kingdom. Yeah. Take notes, Derek and Odette. (laughs) That's how you do it. Watch
2: this film, Derek and Odette. Learn how to be proper royalty.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just, like, that's just, that's one thing that we complained about, is that Derek and Odette are always so fixated on these small problems of the people in their kingdom, which is great, but you're also royalty. You have bigger problems to fix. Yeah. Yeah. You have one or two other like large
2: scale issues that only you can fix. Yeah. Which at least Annalise tries to do. hmm And successfully does. Yeah. I I wonder how like they find a bunch of amethyst geodes. Mm hmm.
1: Which sure, yeah, that makes sense. I won't lie, I do kind of question as an adult, um, like, how feasible that solution is.
2: It's and not, but, you know. Yeah. I think it's fell. just
1: because there's so many times I've been to a comic book convention and there's always a table of people yeah. selling. <laughs> selling, people selling gemstones. like, gemstones and, like, amethyst yeah. crystals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or you go yeah. to Bamf. you go to Banff and there's that one store that they, they oh, sell yeah. a bunch of geodes.
2: Oh yeah. And like and so they're not like... cheap, but it's not exactly a booming industry.
1: Yeah. And like I guess this is one thing too. So so Preminger Preminger stole all of the gold from the Royal Mines <laughs> <laughs> so that Via could... his
2: two lackeys.
1: Yeah, his his two lackeys who are the stereotypical dumb and dumber. Uh, lackeys, yeah,
2: named named Nick and Neck.
1: Yeah, I did kind of. It's pretty good. I, I don't That's why I, I like
2: uh, that. I, I, I like it. It's
1: fine. A- <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> but um, they yeah. So they steal all the gold, and then nobody finds out that Preminger stole the gold. I guess. Like, where does
2: what happens to that gold when he goes to jail? Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. the mine is still dried up, so they still need to find another like industry yeah. for the kingdom. But also, in the short term, where does gold go? <laughs>
1: yeah, like so. I like because presumably is Frobisher jailed for
0: life.
2: I I, think. I would have to assume
1: because this man he goes from
2: theft and conspiring. Mm-hmm. And kidnapping to murder. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the movie. Like he he straight up tries to kill Annalise and Julian. Yeah. So I I assume that if if not if not more severe, he is jailed for life.
1: The the double wedding uh was concluded by them publicly executing him <laughs> as he fits the monarchy. <laughs>
2: They didn't show that in the movie, but that is definitely what happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. it's. I wonder what's going to happen when they run out of geodes. I mean, yeah, that's
2: the whole thing with mines. Yeah. They eventually kind of
1: run out. I guess Erica now has, or I guess Annalise now has a best friend who is married to the rich king of the neighboring kingdom. So maybe they they can just work some sort of trade yeah. thing out.
2: Yeah, probably. I see. I see a future wherein like their kids get married or something, and then yeah. just unite the kingdom is kingdoms anyway. Would probably be how it would follow.
1: Yeah, that that tracks. Uh, back to back on the note about duty and kind of <laughs> Erica and uh, oh, I, oh, don't you do it?
0: <laughs> Sorry, go
1: ahead. <laughs> back on the note of duty of of uh, big duties. Um, so I Bad. this is one of the Barbie movies that I really appreciate as an adult because of Erica and Annalise's strong sense of duty. Um. They are characters who, through no fault of their own, they are stuck in these bad situations. Annalise with the arranged marriage and Erica having to work off this debt that isn't even her own debt to pay off Madame Carp. And their reaction to these situations is this very adult response of, I'm not happy with this, but I'm going to do my best to face this situation with my head held high. Yeah. It's just... Not to be a downer, but I feel like there's a lot of points in my adult life where I've had to do that exact thing. That this situation fucking sucks, Uh but I need to deal with it the best that I can, and that's all I can do. Yep. You know, and you just, like Erica and Annalise, you do that with this hope that you are moving towards a better future by doing so.
2: Yeah, like... We all we all have to do things at one point or another that we really don't fucking want to do. Yeah. But we got to do it because it's it's important to ourselves or people around us.
1: Yeah, or it's just it's an like there's just an obligation hanging over our heads and you can't get rid of the obligation. You just have to try and work with it.
2: Yeah. And yeah, that I do appreciate that, where they're both like, yep, uh, this sucks, but it's not gonna suck forever. We gotta do what we gotta do, and mm-hmm. just work our way through it.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah, I appreciate this.
2: They are both good characters.
1: Yeah, I I really like them, you know, and it's I I I just think uh they do a good job with the story. I just this is a very tightly done story.
2: Yeah. I mean there's a little bit of nonsense here and there. Mhm. What with the talking dog? <laughs>
1: um <laughs> yeah. Do we want do we want to <laughs> talk about it? just maybe just the animals in general? Yeah,
2: the animals. I mean it's not that it it, it doesn't hurt the movie at all. If I was no. little I'd be thrilled that these animals talk to each other and even even as an adult i'm like okay that's that's cute that's fine
1: well and i think they did it very smartly in this film because Mm -hmm. in other barbie movies you kind of get the full gamut of the animals being talking versus Mm non-talking but in this one the animals can't talk directly to the human characters. Mm-hmm. The, the, they'll only, the humans only hear the usual animal noises, but animals can talk to uh, other animals, and it's just kind of translated for us as the viewer. Yeah, so it ends up with a fun situation where, for a while, the animals all know that Preminger is scheming and that he's behind the kidnapping, but they aren't able to directly communicate to the humans what's going on. So Yeah, they can't
2: really do anything.
1: Yeah, they kind of just have to like uh, sort of try and work things out for themselves, which I don't know. I just I just kind of like that that there's yeah very distinct human world and animal world. Yeah, I don't like it when animals can just talk to humans for no good reason.
2: <laughs> yeah, gotta have a Swan, reason.
1: <laughs> Swan, Swan
0: princess.
2: <coughs> Swan princess. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I thought it was cute, and it's 100% the kind of thing that, like, tiny baby Brie would would be like, yeah, this is the best. The kitties Mm -hmm. can talk to each other, and the horse, and the dog. I don't get these accents on, especially the dog, but all right. I won't question it.
1: (laughs) So so Preminger has (laughs) a French poodle named Midas, and- Oh, my God. He talks with, like, I, I want to say a Jersey accent. Yeah, that's what it
2: sounds like. Something in that area.
1: And it's just <laughs> kind of great. It's just so out of place with everyone else.
0: Enjoy it now, sister, because it ain't going to be yours much longer. Oh, please. Having delusions again, Midas? Let's just say the throne's going to belong to my master, Preminger.
2: And anything belonging to
0: him, ergo and ipso
1: facto, belongs to me i'm not i'm not gonna lie i love that he's a french poodle yeah and they they very they very easily could have given him a french accent but no no no. no. they saved they that knew. for the horse yeah <laughs> the one they, french they, horse <laughs> they they knew we got a we got we got a good jersey accent yeah
2: give this dog give this dog a the the traditional poodle haircut and a gold tooth and a jersey accent
1: (laughs) yeah and so that's his that's kind of his thing he just he 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 comes in to antagonize the cats and then he he is very protective of his his one gold tooth yeah (laughs) that's just his purpose in the film yeah you know and honestly I kind of forget he exists (laughs) (laughs) sometimes because he kind of goes away for a good chunk of the film yeah
2: he just shows up when they need a, an obstacle for the cats.
1: Yeah. So like at, at the very at the very end at the wedding, uh he tries to give chase and then he ends up biting into uh biting into a bit of uh of furniture and then he loses his tooth.
2: That's his <laughs> And that's the last we see of him is him being sad about his lost gold tooth.
1: Yeah, that's his character arc.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the cats also
1: I mean you know what
2: they're little characters
1: i don't like them
2: yeah i want have wanted yeah. i would have wanted little dolls of those cats when i was a kid
1: there there was i i so i ended up looking up some of the commercials for uh the toy line for this oh yeah and they had a they had a doll of seraphina that would talk oh <gasps> and it it was advertised as you could watch the movie with Serafina and she'll oh. comment on it and so the commercial is is Serafina and two little girls and they're watching the movie and Serafina just goes this is my favorite part <laughs> <laughs> and i kind of i kind of wish i had that oh. cat cuz i just want to i just want to know what it's like to watch the movie with it just her spouting these vagaries every so often oh it was
2: 14 years too late to for for 2-year-old Bree to have that cat but she would have loved it. Uh,
1: there and and you know what? I I will say I th- I was creeping around on eBay j- just curious. <laughs> Did the dolls for this movie go for crazy prices? Like they are expensive if really? you want to get. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I was seeing like you know, if you want, obviously, if you want them in box, like, that's, that's gonna cost you a pretty good penny. Oh, of course. I, I need to, I feel it's my duty to point out, Bree. um, mm-hmm. did Serafina's voice sound anywhere familiar to you?
2: I feel like it did, but I could not place it for the life of me.
1: So, Serafina was voiced by Kathleen Barr, who I mentioned earlier, and- She is a name that I always watch for in animation, and it is primarily because she voiced Dot Matrix in our beloved... Yes!
2: Yes! (laughs) I... Ah! There it is!
1: Oh my god. And she she appears in a good few Barbie movies. I don't remember her being... She might have played one of the main villains, but I think for the most part she tends to do these side characters... Oh, okay, but she's like she's like a fun thing to watch for if you're going through all the Barbie movies. Like, oh, where's Kathleen Barr's character? <laughs> well, they do credit at the end
2: of the film the BC like actors union or something. So probably mm-hmm. all the voice actors are are the same sort of ones that are are in BC yeah. do a lot of BC productions.
1: Yeah, this is another one where it's kind of fun to go down the IMDb list because there's either names that I, I flat out recognize or there's other names that once I look up and go through their, uh, their filmography, it's like you get to pick out, oh, they were that character. I remember this show or, you know. like mm-hmm. um, So, uh, Her- Hervé, the, the horse in the film, um, he's voiced by Gary Chalk. And Gary Chalk, at least for me, the, the character that springs to mind is Optimus Primal from, uh, <gasps> from Beast Wars.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Beast Wars. Or, yeah. or Beasties Be- if you're in Canada because we can't have wars in the title. Here.
1: <laughs> no, you can have, have the robots shoot and kill each other, but you oh. just can't say it's a war. No,
2: it's Beasties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
2: oh oh man, that's another show I gotta rewatch someday.
1: Yeah, I I definitely I have not watched rewatch that one no. as much as I have reboot, but I remember liking the hell out of it too.
2: Oh yeah, and Shadow Raiders, yeah, or War Planets if you were in the states. Cause again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why are they protecting us? I don't
2: know. It was the same show. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was War Planets. I could be wrong. But that was another early mainframe production. Transformers or Beasties. Reboot and Shadow Raiders.
1: And then then like 30 or so Barbie films.
2: 30 Barbie films.
1: Actually I forget. I think the Barbie I meant to count this, but I think they're in like the 50s or something.
2: Probably. Like, something
1: crazy. There, there's there's a ton of Barbie movies.
2: It's a well established thing. If I went through probably even more of them, I'd probably recognize more and more names yeah. of people who have worked on them.
1: I have so many, like, I have at least two shelves of my DVD collection that are just for the Barbie movies, and I don't know why I keep picking them <laughs> up. Because, like I said, they are not movies that we are likely to ever watch on the podcast. But I go to thrift stores and I see a Barbie movie for two bucks and I go, oh, I might as well pick it up. I mean, why not? It's.
2: Your collection needs them.
1: Even yeah, if they're not it's...
2: bad, they. I mean, they're a princess movies. It only makes
1: sense. I sold my soul to the devil and the only way to stave off <laughs> him taking me to hell as if I keep adding <laughs> princess movies to my shelves.
2: <laughs> the longer you go between movies, the <laughs> you can feel his eyes upon you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, the DVD for The Princess and the Popper, at least in the edition that I have, it's kind of fun because it comes with a CD of these songs in the films. Oh my
2: god. So Amazing. I'm, like, I'm,
1: I'm so ready for that jam. I was... I. Uh, this I you know like I I kind of sit in the intro. I I love a good musical. Yeah, I love the songs in this one. The
2: songs are decent. The songs are actually all pretty good.
1: Yeah. Do you do you have a favorite song?
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's two people. There's two kinds of people.
2: <laughs> I mean, they were all just sort of a, a nice level good for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. I didn't I, particularly
2: enjoy one more than the others. I don't think, but
1: yeah, they're good. So I, so I have. There are two songs that stand out to me in the film, and one of them I really like from a story standpoint, mm-hmm. and the other I like from kind of more of like just a fun song slash emotional standpoint. Um, so the first one, so the story point that I really like is the reprise of how can i refuse where preminger is proposing marriage to the queen and she begrudgingly accepts Um, you know what
2: that one is really good i do like that one
1: it's such a great moment because in a lot of movies where we have the same plot where a princess is being pushed towards an arranged marriage it's not uncommon to have scenes where the parents are telling them that it's, you know, it's your, your duty, you have to do this for the good of the kingdom, you're a princess, this is what expect what's expected of you. And we get that in The Princess and the Pauper too where the queen is telling Annalise that marrying Dominic will fix the economy and she has to do it for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So after pushing Annalise into this marriage, the entire film, and after finding out that her daughter is apparently dead, the Queen is now faced with the same predicament she thrust onto Annalise that she now has to marry for the sake of the kingdom. So Preminger proposes through the reprise of his song, and in a really nice touch, the Queen has no lines during this moment. Yeah. So her... Her reluctant acceptance of Preminger's proposal is shown by her just extending her hand to accept the ring while at the same time she turns her head away so that she doesn't have to look at it. Yeah. And I love that. It's, it's just... It's good. Yeah, it's its its
2: such an interesting plot point where it's like, you have to do this for the good of the the kingdom. It's like, well, yeah. so do you, ma'am.
1: So do you, yeah. Miss Queen. And And when push comes to shove... The queen holds herself to the same standard that she was holding her daughter to. Yeah, and I love that because the queen is, you know, even though she's pushing Annalise into this marriage, at least I never get, I never get the thought that she's a bad character. She's no. always like very pragmatic about it. That this is just what we have to do as royalty, and and again, I just love that she she's not a hypocrite when it's her turn and when she has to accept the marriage proposal she does so yeah that's i
2: that is i hadn't actually thought of it but that is actually impressive
1: that's a good little plot point and and i didn't this this stuck out to me on this last rewatch she does this
0: the the day day after
1: Yeah, well, and like this happens the day that she is told her daughter was killed. Yeah,
2: I definitely have notes like, "Bro, her daughter just just yeah. died." Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, like don't put the moves on the
2: queen shit. while she's mourning. But
1: yeah, it's, you know it's they were set up those... for. A, it's one of
2: those yeah. they 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 <laughs> had the wedding set up for Princess Annalise and uh the king the next mm-hmm. day, and now that's not happening. But they have everything set up, so you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's one of those things that it's just like this. This definitely feels a little rushed. Like you could have give her a couple of days, you know. But like you know, yeah. For the sake of the story, you know, it like it works. It's just yeah. Uh, what a fucking day this queen has had. She's,
2: she's had a heck of a day.
1: Ah, uh, I, I kind of this. I this is like a small thing that kind of made me laugh is that um i kind of like how the queen doesn't change outfits for her wedding to proud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she just she just did stick a veil on her head. Yeah. And i i just i know logically they just didn't have the time, budget or want to create a new dress for her for one scene, yeah. but i just really i just really like to think that the queen just did not give a single shit about the wedding. It's like my lady don't shouldn't
2: you shouldn't no, you no, no. um Put on a, a wedding gown? No.
1: No. I am not getting dressed up for this bullshit. Give me <laughs> a veil. That's it.
2: That's... I, I I'm just want this <laughs> over and done with.
1: Yeah. That is all you are getting from me. The, um, the other song that I really like from the film that stands out to me is the To Be a Princess song. Um, that one is good. I do like that one. It just, I think it just hits that perfect triangle for me, where in one song it manages to be just, you know, number one, it's an enjoyable song in its own right. Uh, Number two, it's a fun way to convey plot. So we see uh, Erica, you know, going through this princess training. And three, it's a fun way to convey character or emotion, uh, because we have this little moment where (gasps) we see... Julian's true feelings about Annalise comes through. Yeah, Um, it's really sweet. Yeah, he's just, he's singing about, uh, you know, all the things that a princess has to do and has to be, and he kind of loses himself and he just starts talking about basically just how wonderful Annalise is and how, you know, and he kind of snaps himself out of it and it's just his voice cracks and it's just so cute.
2: And... She has beautiful eyes. Your spirits rise
0: when she walks in the room. I see. Doors close and the chemistry grows. She's like a rose that's forever in blue. <laughs> Do a and don't...
2: It's very cute. It's a really, it's a, it's a good little aside to really show like, oh yeah, he really like really cares about her
1: yeah it's it's just so cute and and again you have you have erica she's learning how to be a princess and she starts off kind of shaky but she starts to get the hang of it a little bit and it's just i love this song yeah
2: and even when when he like snaps out of it and like goes back to singing she kind of gives him this look she's like "Mm -hmm, yeah yeah, you uh uh-huh you got it bad sir
1: Yeah, it's so... Oh, I love it. It's just one of those... It's one of those moments in animation where the character, you're able to successfully convey a thought just by expression or an action of the character. Yeah. You know immediately what Erica is thinking when she's like, yeah, like you said, oh, he's got it real bad. Yeah. it's done without having to tell the audience... Brilliant. Kudos whoever, you know, whoever animated that. Well done. Gold star. You did it. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Now, I do I do have to mention, Brie, that there's a dark cloud that hangs over this song.
2: Uh, (laughs) uh-oh. What what do you mean?
1: (laughs) So, I'm probably being way too overly dramatic, but (laughs) for some reason, Mattel ended up doing another take on the Prince and the Pauper story, titled Princess and the Pop Star. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess this film was just popular enough, or I don't know why. They just, like, wanted to do, like, let's do another one. And so they... I I should note, I haven't seen Princess and the Pop Star. um, And that's because... I am deeply offended because they reused To Be a Princess. How dare you? They, I they mean, it's their own song. No, that, I don't care. That's not, you're not allowed. I, it's not allowed. It's not fair to me. You in particular. Yes, me. They... They ended up, they they remix it to suit the 2012 sensibilities uh, of the Princess and the Pope. They didn't even wait a
2: whole decade?
1: Dang. No, you fuckers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> i very, I don't know why this bothers me so much. I just really love this song from the, uh, the original film that it's just like, yeah, they just, they remix it and they changed up the lyrics to match the new characters. And it just kind of feels like they sort of sucked out. Like, a lot of what I liked about the original. Mm. But I don't know. Again, I haven't seen Princess and the Pop Star. Maybe the song works Maybe it's in the context of the movie. Maybe
2: it's a great film. It's a princess film. Christy, how have you not seen it?
1: I, now you... You have time. entirely... It's entirely because I'm so offended. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. I know I can watch
2: it. You I have just, time while we wait to, to see the next Swan Princess with Steve. Like there's time right now.
1: I know. I just <laughs> <laughs> how dare they? It's it's funny because I I stumbled on that that song completely by accident. I I had actually just uh just was in the mood one day to listen to a, a playlist of Barbie songs on YouTube, <laughs> uh-huh. and so I I put it on, and I was working on something else. So I, honest to God, when this song came on, I. I thought that it was a fan remix. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was and it wasn't until that I tabbed over and I saw that this was that it was a scene from an actual Barbie movie that it that it, it like I, I, I had no idea Prince in the Pop Star was a thing. And I was just that started it. That's what started it is the deep <laughs> knife wound that that <laughs> moment. I just got stabbed and straight through the heart. Oh. And I've never been able to accept Princess (laughs) of the pop Star. (laughs) Uh.
2: A deep wound. Direct to the soul.
1: And it has never, it has yet to be filled. Oh my god. I can't. (laughs) God.
2: I was trying to remember the last princess, Barbie princess movie that I was like aware of. Because... After high school, I worked at Toys R Us for a few years.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so that would have been, like, prime real estate to Yeah.
2: I'm, trying to, I, I'm looking through the titles. Barbie and the Island Princess. I definitely recall seeing toys for that one. Mm-hmm. 2007. Oh, there's probably more,
1: but... I, I can definitely pinpoint the... Uh... Pinpoint the moment where I kind of stopped watching the Barbie movies, mm. and it was when I I left to go to university, and I no <laughs> longer had YTV. <laughs> I lost <laughs> I cable, like, and I lost Barbie. Yeah, well, it is. It's one of the. It was one of those things that I just. Um, I was never. Like, you know, back in, in university, this is before I had even a fathom that my life would turn into this crusade to find all the <laughs> bad princess movies that I possibly could. So I was I was always, like, kind of interested in the Barbie movies, but not enough that I was going to go buy them myself. Yeah. But if they were on YTV, I would watch them. So, yeah, I think my my last one was uh, Barbie and the Island Princess. Ugh. Oh. There it is. Yeah, that is number eleven, and they are up to uh, n- number thirty-eight. Oh my god! <laughs> ah, Jesus. Ah!
2: That's a lot. That's a lot of films.
1: Yeah. Oh god, I'm seeing there's so I gotta check my bookshelves to see check off which ones I have.
2: Oh yeah. Make sure that your your collection is up to date.
1: Yeah, I you know what? There's definitely been times that I have accidentally bought the same movie twice. Oh, no! At, at the thrift store, and there's so many Barbie movies, and I'm sorry, but all the covers look the same.
2: You gotta just take a picture on your phone, or, like, make a list yeah. on your phone, so the next time you're out at a thrift store, you can be like, Do I have this one? Just check the note. Yeah. It's like, Oh, yeah, okay, I got this one. Uh,
1: yeah, my, scroll through my catalog of movies to remind myself which ones I have. <laughs> At least at least getting them from the thrift store, they're like two, three bucks. So it's just I have to yeah. go through the shame of re donating oh, them. Oh no. Uh, God.
0: <sighs>
1: I uh so if I could say my least favorite thing about this movie, mm-hmm. me, I I would say. I don't really buy Erica and Dominic's relationship. Uh, it's it's not that it's necessarily bad. It's just compared to Julian and Annalise's relationship, it feels a bit rushed. Well, Would yeah. you
2: agree? Yeah, well, they've known each other for like a week. So, yeah, eh, it's rushed. Whereas like Julian is established as being like, Annalise's longtime friend and tutor and they've known each other for years and of course they're in love mm. um Dominic and and Erica it's like that's pretty quick but I also don't know we we don't know how long there is between uh Erica's debt being paid off and when she leaves so maybe yeah. it's been a couple weeks it's still fast but you know that's true you know, it's you know, maybe it's just I, that true love that you get when you first lay eyes upon a person.
1: Yeah, I guess. Plus, it it's, is, it's definitely.
2: Plus, it's oh, it's in the era that it was. That's not a long. That's not. That's not too short.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. You know what? I kind of <laughs> on that note. I this is kind of off topic, but I've been I've been rereading the Sherlock Holmes stories ah. and. There's a few stories in there where somebody comes to Sherlock Holmes and tells them about their, their marital, you know, so, oh, this, my wife has a secret and Sherlock Holmes will go, oh, tell me about yourself. And he'll be like, uh, and the, uh, the client will be like, oh, well, I met my wife and then a month later we were married. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yep. See, there you go. All right, and that it's... was that was like the late eighteen hundreds. That was that that was like that's just what you did. It's just you know what you met,
2: you fell in love, and then you immediately got married. Yeah,
1: because that's how you, well. that's how it rolled. That's and that's and as Sherlock Holmes shows. That's not enough time to find out that your wife <laughs> was secretly in league with the Chicago mob. Oh God! And now you're dead. Surprise! S- surprise! <laughs> But, um, (laughs) I, I do like, um, that, like, the ending to this one, I think I kind of go back and forth with liking it and not liking it. Mm. And I really like how when Erica goes off on her own to travel the world, first off, it's nice that she, that she does that. Yeah. 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 I was really,
2: like, my, My first reaction was, oh, so she doesn't actually get with Dominic. She's like, I'm going to go and see the world because I've never been allowed to leave because I've been working Mm -hmm. since I could work. So I'm going to go and see everything. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. And then after a few months, she comes back and marries Dominic anyway. And I'm like, "Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. all all right, all right. But
0: I, yeah, did, ex- I
2: did appreciate that she was like, I have freedom now, and I'm not going to immediately just get married and go live somewhere. I'm going to go travel and do the things I want to do. And I'm
1: like, hell yeah. Yeah, it's really nice because, you know, Erica, she didn't, like, start the movie going like, oh, I wish I could find true love. That's no. what I really want. It's, I want to be a singer, and I want to see the world. Yeah. And... At the end of the film, it's like, yeah, she really... She likes Dominic, but, like you said, she has a dream, and she now has the opportunity to make it happen. So she is going to make it happen.
2: And it shows that she makes it happen. Like, she goes, and she's yeah. on stage, and she's performing. And yeah. then she realizes that, yeah, okay, I do kind of want to be with this guy, so I'm going to go, and
1: I'm going to go get married. Yeah, and and it's nice, too, with Dominic, because he... Like, he he's kind of the trademark actually nice guy. You know, like, we've all heard of the nice guys yeah, that yeah, aren't yeah. nice guys. He's the actually nice guy. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. He's just a nice dude. And, and I really love the moment at the end where, you know, she's like, you know, I, I'm sorry. Like, I want to go see the world. And he gives her the ring with no promises. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I care about you. And I want you to go live your dream, too. And we will figure it out, you know? Like, you are none, under no obligation to me, you know?
2: Yeah, this isn't like a, a I promise I'll come back ring. This is a I yeah. want you to have this ring. And, you know, no promises. I understand. But, like, yeah.
1: you know. he He wants her first and foremost to be happy. Yeah. It's like, hell yeah. So, like,
2: good for you. Good for both of these ladies.
1: They got yeah. some good dudes. I I think I if I could g- magically go back in time, and if for some reason I, I was able to break into mainframe <laughs> entertainment, and they <laughs> made me in charge of this last sequence, uh, probably just as a way to placate me so that I would leave, um, <laughs> what I would do is instead, you have the ending pretty much the same, so Erico goes off to travel the world, uh, you know, time goes by, and while er- you know, Erica, while traveling, she receives an invitation to the wedding of Julian and Annalise. So she returns. Uh, she attends the wedding with Dominic. They kind of maybe have a nice little reunion, and you could see that there's still sparks there even after uh, Erica's travels. Uh, show Julian and Annalise saying "I do," and then this is like this is the big ha ha, is. Annalise tosses her bouquet, ah, which of course Erica, Erica just catches. So oh, yeah, yes, of just course. So oh, and, and then yeah, and then Erica and Dominic can kind of exchange a glance, like, oh. blah, and, and then the film ends.
2: That would be cute. That would have been yeah. a good way to do it.
1: So you could still you have the promise. It's like the 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 producers are writing you a note that guess they do get together even if you don't see it on screen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh that would have been nice Mm -hmm. because then that would have also left it open for them to like be a little together as well still before they got married but again i mean they've known each other for a month at that point so yeah yeah
1: it's acceptable it's acceptable
2: we don't know if they were exchanging letters while erica was on the road
1: yeah that's true you know feel like letters in in those days though like the movie is kind of set in that vaguely fantasy medieval period yeah i feel like letters are like i don't know i guess you would just like hand them to a random passerby and be like are you going anywhere near king dominant's castle (laughs) can you take this letter for me yeah
2: i i will say i have no idea how how the post worked at any point. I, ass- yeah. I would assume that you just, like, would give it to a person who works as a postman, and you give them the letter and the money, and then they take it to the person you want. It, yeah, like a courier service, almost, more than like a like a mail service.
1: That or, like, you just got used to the idea of, oh, this person is leaving on a trip, I guess I might never see them or hear from them ever again. Yeah. Oh, well- Oh well. Oh well, that's just how it is. Yeah, this is just life for us.
2: Uh. Yeah, I I do like your idea. I do like that that version of it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I need to I need to retroactively break into these studios. And just tell go them back in ideas. time.
2: Be like, here, here's an idea. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. I don't. I don't actually know. Like I. Because I've had um, most of the things that I've worked on, the script writers aren't the people who work in mm. the studio. The script writers work at, at like a, a studio in LA
0: working yeah, with yeah. Mattel
2: instead of anyone who is actually in mainframe. So you'd have to actually go to LA, find the yeah. Mattel writers... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've I've heard that too, and I, I'm not sure if that's just, like, the Canadian animation industry yeah. or what. Yeah, it probably okay. is. That makes sense.
2: I don't... To be fair, and I'm saying... I'm not saying, as a person who knows... and Like, who is in the industry, I don't know if they write them it, it, here or there mm-hmm. or where. I'm just saying, you might not have a lot of luck because I don't know if they oh. write it there.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, I'm sure, especially... From Mattel, no, again, knowing how careful they are about Barbie's image, I'm sure they probably would have had that locked down pretty pat. And oh, yeah. and maybe they would have taken suggestions <laughs> from the right person. Uh-huh. You know, like, so maybe I need to travel further back in time. Establish and, yourself
2: like, as, like, a script writer yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah
1: specifically for this movie (laughs) because that's That's determination yeah 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 and this and this is and i and i will say one thing is that it is definitely very easy to after the fact look at a movie and go oh actually i think you should change this thing it's it's a much different experience when you are in like the process of trying to make it oh god yeah and all you have is either like words on a page or maybe like somebody has started to scribble some drawings out on some storyboard paper yeah but but that said Bar- <laughs> barbie mattel? Bar-
2: mattel richard rich someone, richard- someone richard- just get a someone. hold
1: just get a hold of christy i'm, I'm waiting i've got nothing better to do <laughs> That's probably the best way to stop me from doing this podcast is if you just distract me by getting me to help you write the next Swan Princess movie, Richard Rich. (laughs) Ooh, that would work, actually. (laughs) Because then, like, if the next one, if the one that I help them with turns out to be just as much of a clunker, it's like, what do I do? like, Like, do I roast myself?
2: You'd have to roast yourself. There's no other way. You would have yeah. to roast yourself.
1: I'd have to like, oh, what would I do? Would I would I like openly do it, or would I like pretend that I had nothing to do with the film?
2: No, you'd have to pretend, and then at the end, reveal that it
1: was yours. Oh, there we go. That sounds, <laughs> I like that. I like that.
2: Just be absolutely ruthless. It's like, damn, Christy's really going off on this poor writer. It's like, actually, I was the writer.
1: It was me all along. It was me was a I self-roast i wonder if they'll let me uh advertise the podcast in the credits <laughs> <laughs>
2: just for further uh works by the author
1: yeah for, there we go oh but yeah put up put up an IMDb page <laughs> oh my god good Oh, well, there's my next few years figured out yeah good luck um thank you i'll I'll remember you thank you.
2: I'll be here waiting in this podcast server yeah microphone on for when you return thank you
1: i'll I'll do my best to get you hired on so that you can help animate the next oh, good. princess movie
2: yeah, there we go <laughs> make a team
1: yeah, oh this. <laughs> I just pictured like, the <laughs> Avengers, and I'm like Nick Fury going around to assemble the perfect team to make the best Swan Princess movie ever.
2: Good, yes, perfect. I've got. I know some. I know a modeler and a and a rigging guy that I could bring in.
1: Oh my god, this is gonna be great.
2: <laughs> perfect.
1: God, I love this. And this this should be the movie, the next one, princess movie. It's very meta.
2: Yeah, that would be really meta.
1: Oh God. <gasps> Anyways,
2: anyway. <laughs>
1: uh, got any more? There, yeah. There's so there's a few small things that I wanted to highlight in this film. Uh huh. Um, so one of them is that. Uh, so the queen's glasses. Um, ah <laughs> oh, yes, the plot
2: point about the queen's glasses.
1: Yeah, so the queen wears glasses, and just before she can get a good look at Erica disguised as Annalise, Julian hides her glasses. Which I j it's just a small thing that I really like that, because realistically. The queen would probably have been able to tell that Erica wasn't Annalise right away. Like, she's her mom. Like, it feels, you know, even though they're identical to everybody else. Yeah,
2: that was incredibly, like, mm, Mm hmm. I think if a doppelganger showed up to my mom and was like, hey, I'm Bree. It
1: It wouldn't work.
2: It would not work. Hello,
1: mother. Hello, mother. I am Bree. So nice to see you. It has been so long, mother. I'm so sorry that I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's the line yeah. that uh, that gives, and it's just like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I just really like that because it's it's just a small little touch that y- you like. It kind of like helps solve that weirdness of like, why doesn't the queen recognize her own daughter? It's, oh well, she doesn't have her glasses. Yeah.
2: It's 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 a reason that I buy, and it's like it's not even that you could get a new pair of glasses right away. This is fantasy yeah. medieval times; you'd have to get that special made.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. That that's the one thing I don't know why, but just during uh, the quarantine stuff, I became very afraid of if I oh, no. would accidentally break my glasses, and I don't know why. That specific anxiety, on top of all of the other fucking anxieties (laughs) that I've had over the years. Oh. But it was just like this, oh no, if I accidentally break my glasses, like, what do I do? I'll have to go to a mall, but malls are scary places right now. Yeah. Somebody will have to get close to my face to, like, help me figure out glasses. Uh." Yep.
2: Yep. I got, like... Mid last year, I got an uh, an email from my auto- optometrist that was like, it's time for your checkup. And I'm like, no, it ain't. <laughs> no, it's not. Not right now. Hell no. I'll be. I'll be there later. I got to take a bus to go. I got to take the train for like an hour to get to you guys. I'll see you yeah. later. I guess uh, I should yeah. probably go back now that I've kind of started gotten vaccinated. That's, I should probably do that. But like also.
1: <laughs> also. Yeah you could just be like me and just put it off for like 5 years. <laughs> I like I getting I new
2: glasses though. It's fun. And then you can see better. You look at the you look at the leaves and you're like, "Oh shit." Cuz that's the one thing that everyone's like the first thing you oh. do when you get oh, glasses. Like gla- everyone who wears yeah. glasses knows what we're talking about. You look at a yes, tree yes, and yes, you're yes, like, yes. "Holy shit, those leaves."
1: Oh my god! The what fucking the f- detail! Oh my god! Oh, oh yeah! Everything's oh my god. so high def now. <laughs> I didn't. You know what? It's funny. I did not think that was a universal experience. Oh, but it I, is. I'm glad to hear it. I absolutely yeah.
2: Yeah. If if you have glasses and you're like nearsighted, so you need them to yeah. see far, and then you put your glasses on for the first time, you walk outside, you see a tree, you're like, "Holy shit! Whoa. Those leaves!"
1: I to to kind of bring it back to the princess movie stuff, I a lot a lot of the movies that I get are on uh DVD and they are like bad quality to begin with, like poor VHS rips or just lazy VHS rips. Yeah. And so the odd time that I find myself watching a Blu-ray, like I, I watched uh uh Hunchback of Notre Dame a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And I legitimately like the first ten minutes of the film, I was in my chair just like Oh, this looks so crisp! Oh my god! <laughs> it's so the
2: lines are so
1: holy well, crisp! It was, it was it was that like if yeah, that's like the closest I've gotten to that feeling of of seeing the leaves on the tree for the first time after getting glasses. It's, yeah. It was that same exact feeling. I should probably watch more good films. <laughs> but I'm not gonna <laughs> really, they just they just need to start releasing these shitty movies on Blu-ray. Oh,
2: high definition of...
1: <laughs> high def. Oh my god. Oh my god. If we got Cindy the Fairy Princess on oh, Blu-ray. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh my god, yes.
2: Oh my god.
1: <sighs> One day.
2: Render that in the highest definition. 4K, Cindy.
1: Oh my god. I oh want to see god. all of those faces on all of those polygons. <laughs>
2: All of those textures. high res.
1: Oh my god. Oh kickstart it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Kickstarter.
2: It's got two backers. It's me and you.
1: I do you know what if that's what it takes. <laughs> put all put all I will put all my life savings. Oh my god, that <laughs> if we ever start a Patreon.
2: Oh my god, the highest tier. <laughs>
1: that i don't know we'll we'll figure that part out later (laughs) i'm sure sure no one will mind
0: oh
1: so uh prince and the pauper so uh yeah the the movie why does the cat bark like a dog because he thinks he's a dog oh okay
2: (laughs) erica's cat is named wolfie and he barks instead of meows and she has a whole song about how that's cool which is very sweet, honestly. It's a, like, it's a be yourself kind of song. And y- it's yeah. very cute. Hey!
1: And it's and it is kind of a sweet moment because Dominic, uh, at that point, he, oh God, didn't even talk about this. Is Dominic was pretending to be a page or an attendant because he wanted to see what Princess Annalise was like, to basically not royalty. Yeah. Um, so he decides that he wants to tell her the truth. And he goes to her room, but Annalise uh, just so happens to be in the bath, and she starts singing the song to her cat, and Dominic just overhears through the bedroom door, and he just kind of gets this big smile on his face. It's, it's really
2: sweet. It's a really, like, a nice bit of anime facial animation where he just sort of is like, huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, he just, he hears what she's saying and is just really warmed by it, and- God, you know, there's so many good, so much good expression work in this film. Oh,
2: man. Like, I was going to say, and this is not, like, not just because I know people who worked on it. The, the animation is in this is great. Like, it's all yeah. very, very cool. Um, the, the expressions on the characters are wonderful, especially on Premature.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. He. <laughs> <You> <laughs> His know, face I... is
2: so much. It's so good
1: it's it's and and he's so he's voiced by martin short and martin short is a great voice to go with the character because it's just like so like he just ejects his voice from his body and it's it's I just love it it works so good for the character like you said he just kind of chews the scenery any scene he's in it's so fun, too, because he's so... He's, like, one of those transparently evil characters. Yeah,
2: oh my god. You look at this man. Like, at the beginning of the film, the queen is like, oh, I should talk to Preminger, and looks looks like a portrait that has, the, like, a painted portrait of him, and it's, like, the most evil-looking man. Yeah. Or, like, my most... My, my most, most
1: trusted, trusted advisor. <laughs> I love it. And the only the oh. only reason why why the queen didn't go to Preminger about the whole marrying off Annalise thing is because Preminger was absent because he was stealing all of the gold. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's just, I love that.
2: Oh, it's so good. And it's just, he's just, he is devouring the scenery. And his they had so much fun with those facial expressions on that guy. Because everyone else... Like most of the cast is just, they're, they're Barbie. So it's like Ken mm-hmm. dolls and Barbie dolls and their faces. They have a lot of nice subtle stuff, yeah. um, but they can't really go nuts because you got to mm-hmm. keep them on model and they got to look pretty. <laughs> Whereas with yeah. Premature, they were allowed to just go nuts and it's yeah. great.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: It's so Piece good. Of- and his Piece
2: two of- lackeys.
1: Yes. Yes. They're
2: just ridiculous
1: i I love how they do um they kind of do the cheaty thing of they just use the same model for both lackeys, oh I yeah, just give them a different color palette they're ugh. it's it's great, ah, oh, I love it, and it's it's they do we kind of mentioned this earlier, but they're the stereotypical dumb uh the dumb uh goons, yeah, go- they're just the goons, yeah, but it's just like i think that that's that's kind of a cliche and depending on the film it sometimes doesn't work like the characters are like they're so dumb that it you kind of wonder why the villain puts up with them yeah but but i don't know i just for this film i didn't mind it and i don't know if that's just nostalgia or if it's just that they they like to be fair they didn't rely on the goons too much uh they were kind of mostly there to like do the heavy lifting of stealing the gold and then just trying to guard Annalise. Yeah. But they weren't, like, there all the time, right? Like, Like bumbling
2: around.
1: Yeah, like, continuously messing things up for Preminger. Yeah. And I guess that's the difference, is that usually when you see a bumbling lackey... It's that they are always causing trouble. That yeah. there's no no escape from their bumblingness.
2: Yeah. And it helps that like Preminger is himself a goofy character. Like if he was like a serious, threatening villain, then having the bumbling sidekicks is always like, Ugh, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Like this yeah. this is ridiculous. Uh, unless you're Scar and the Lion King with the hyenas.
1: Mm-hmm. Or Megabyte. Or
2: Megabyte. Sometimes it works. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it back. Sometimes it works, but it's a lot more yeah. viable when the villain is also a little goofy. Mm-hmm. Which Megabyte just- is. He takes off his legs to sit down. So, yeah, like, and- <laughs> he's, a, he's a threat, and I love Megabyte so yeah. much. From Reboot, if anyone doesn't know, Re- Megabyte is the main villain of Reboot, and he's great. Uh, But he's also shown to be, on occasion... Kind of ridiculous. Pretty,
1: he comes in and he celebrates Enzo's birthday by playing a sweet guitar. Oh, they the, have a
2: guitar battle.
1: Oh my god. Oh, it's so good. That episode is so weird to watch it's, after you've seen the later seasons.
2: It's so weird.
1: Because <laughs> Meg- Megabyte just decides, actually, fuck this. I want to be totally evil.
2: Yeah. And then- <laughs> fun fun loving uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) having a good time in a guitar battle megabyte it's gone what
1: happened to that megabyte oh and even hack and slash are like oh you know working for megabyte used to be more fun When yeah well they they
2: put that lampshade on it where they're like oh this this used to be like okay we're yeah. not okay with this anymore. And then yeah. hack and slash change sides. Yeah. Spoilers for reboot. Sorry.
1: One day, <laughs> one day we will have to do oh, a reboot podcast. I could talk
2: about reboot for so long.
1: I, oh. it, and it's all relevant because it's mainframe. It's, it's all relevant. It's all relevant. it's all relevant, folks. The web invaded mainframe spite and virus battled side by side keep going.
2: Attempting to reclaim the city from the roof to open wide, but Mega betrayed Bob, and he threw him deep inside the pit. The pit was closed, and Bob was host, and all that we could say was- No! no. <laughs> anyway, I really this like was... Reboot, y'all. Oh,
1: God, can we just do that podcast now? <laughs> so this Let's is the just... last
2: episode of the Princess Podcast. Next week, we'll, we'll be rebra- rebranding
1: Yeah, it's the to... first episode. <laughs> the first episode of the reboot podcast yeah oh god i can't wait oh because you know you know what'll happen when we actually do that podcast is that i'll finally have reason to force you to watch the reboot reboot you know what
0: fine <gasps> yay <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: fine I have not yet watched that because I know that it is something that I need to experience with emotional support right beside me on the couch.
2: <sighs> maybe maybe for Christmas 2022 <laughs> when I'm back in town. Instead of having our usual princess nights, I can watch the reboot reaper.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. <laughs> Mark it on the books. Done. Done. The pact is sealed.
2: The pact is sealed. I don't know how many pacts that I've sealed with you. Or...
1: <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. To or what fair, they
2: contained anymore.
1: I am in leagues with the devil. It's true. So it's it's just it kind makes of... sense. It's, just it's just part of the job. Part of the job. I understand. <sighs> is, I, I'm
2: there... trying to think of other things that we... <laughs> We may have missed with Princess and the Pop and the and the so, Popper
1: uh, because we got <laughs> distracted. So that we're not ending it the this episode on ten minutes of us talking about reboot. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh.
2: Oh. Yeah, I- no, I think we've basically touched on on everything. They do they do have in the credits something that I always, and it's so silly, and it's uh-huh. it's so ridiculous. I always love to see an animated blooper.
1: <laughs> animated blooper reel. Oh, I-, I love
2: it. It's so... Cause you know those the animators and everyone involved had to do more work. Like they're not animation bloopers; they're they're yeah. more work for everyone involved. But they're so great.
1: I I remember Pixar used to always yeah,
2: games.
1: and it oh. is like it's so fun because it just kind of like it's it's oh the the immersion that these yeah. are the actors. <laughs> oh,
2: it's so, so silly, good. and I just I love it.
1: I. I know some of the other Barbie films did that as well. Oh, um, good. I don't I don't think they do it anymore, but I, yeah. It's, it's the just era just has fun. ended, but it's, it's, I just, I love seeing them. So, so fun. It It is like a nice way, especially because Barbie is, it's always Barbie as these characters. Barbie is yeah. like this dig, digital actress.
2: Barbie is the actress and she's playing these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just
1: bring bring back animated credits or animated <sighs> bloopers.
2: I I want to say that, but also I know that it's just more work. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you... at the same time, if they were given to me, I would enjoy doing it. Yeah, I would have fun.
1: I wonder. I I wonder how scripted. Probably like Mattel probably gave them. Like Here oh, are the yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I'll cut this out. But just to go on another really brief tangent, uh-huh. the the Shrek DVDs have a blooper reel. Oh, oh, good. But it's like anim. It's not like in character. It's animation blooper reels. <gasps> I love so those.
2: Those are also yeah, good.
1: So-, so it's like, uh, yeah, they like press a button wrong, and then all of a sudden, donkey looks like a chia pet. <laughs>
2: Oh, see those are fun for a whole different reason, yeah oh
1: it it kind of gives you this like inside preview, oh of yeah,
0: the
1: animation, and it it's definitely as as somebody who's a fan of animation those those are like really interesting to see, probably not as entertaining to the average viewer yeah for um, for
2: us, it's fantastic and hilarious, but <laughs>
1: It would be really funny to see like anime uh, animated bloopers where like Barbie Barbie's teeth go flying out of her skull. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or they got constrained to something and it got like left behind as she walks away, <laughs> which is a thing that happens sometimes. <laughs> like someone someone moves and their eyeballs and teeth gets left behind. <laughs> like oh no. <laughs>
1: Probably, probably a little traumatizing for the age group that Barbie yeah. usually marketed to. I
2: guess, but still.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think is there anything else for this one you could think of, Bree? Why was her name Madame Carp? Like the fish? I think so. I think that feels. It's been a while since I've seen some of the other Barbie movies, but that feels right to me. That oh. they're like, oh, she's like kind of like a. A mean character, so she gets like a weird fish name. Oh, okay. It's like the it's like the Barbie equivalent of calling her Madame Stinkface. <laughs> Fair. You
2: know, she's a stinky fish lady.
1: Yeah, like every everybody else is like Annalise and Erica, Julie and Dominic, and then carp. 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 Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah.
2: Fair enough. That was my last note.
1: <laughs> good. That's a good one to end it on. Carp. <laughs> good discussion. <laughs> this is. Uh,
2: oh, we're getting back to it. We're back yeah, in.
1: We, 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 t- we took too long of a hiatus. We forgot how to podcast.
2: <laughs> but did we forget how to bid everyone a Jew? I guess so. <laughs>
1: yes christy yes are
2: you gonna plug the socials christy oh no we really um, have forgotten
1: oh god um so if you would like <laughs> to see oh god if you would like to see uh clips <laughs> <laughs> and, t- and, and tweets I'm like, have a you know those good things those tweets it, I, we got a twitter Uh, you can find that at uh, bad princess MOV. Um, if you've got a question or comment or a suggestion for a movie uh, send it in to badprincessmovies at gmail.com and if you would like to peruse the catalog of bad princess movies you can find that at badprincessmovies.com okay I did it
2: you did it well done. I
1: figured it. I figured it out eventually.
2: <laughs> you got this. It's like riding a bike.
1: Ah, oh, you scrape your knees a couple dozen times, but then you eventually you get hobbled. Yeah, you
2: get back on it. Yeah, I yeah. haven't. I I haven't ridden a bike for a very long time.
1: I don't remember what I would have
0: ridden. The bike.
2: <laughs> it's been at least like. Seven years for me because I know I brought my bike out when I when I moved to Vancouver and I have not used it since. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> That's,
1: just a good note. That's the note to end it on. That's it.
2: We did. We did I, it. We did it. I
1: have a I have a bike, but I haven't ridden it yet. <laughs> <laughs> the, the end, the... and then it'll fade out. Fade out to the to to be a princess oh my song. God. <laughs> nailed it there it is perfect perfect done done do a and thank don't. you everybody never thanks
0: guys thanks. it's good to be back royal <laughs> do keep a grip and don't never, ever, ever crack. take a dainty sip never, ever turn your back. there's a time and place and way for everything to be a princess is to never make your bed a princess is to always use your hand